on a Locked On crossover edition of Locked On LSU and Locked On Aggies. It is rivalry week and the LSU Tigers are hosting the Texas A&M Aggies for the final week of the season. What are some matchups to watch in this week's matchup? All right, welcome into a Locked On crossover edition, Locked On LSU. Caroline Fenton and Andrew Stefaniak of Locked On Aggies. Andrew, it's been a... It's been a wild ride for the Aggies, really this entire season, especially the past couple of months. Of course, Texas A&M moving on from head coach Jimbo Fisher. And then Connor Wigman, starting quarterback, gets injured. He's out for the season at the midpoint in the season. Backup Max Johnson, a name that's very familiar to LSU fans. He comes in. He has been injured since the Ole Miss game. And now third-string quarterback Jalen Henderson has been at the helm. A lot's been going on. So tell me what's kind of the feeling, what's the the temperature of Texas A&M fans, and where is this team at going into this matchup against LSU? Well, I'll tell you, I think the perfect word to describe it would be a roller coaster because there was ups (laughs) and there were downs and there was heading into the season, a lot of optimism, a lot of, is this the year? Which it feels like that's almost every year over at Texas A&M. And once again, it was not the year. Coach Fisher proved he's just not the guy for the job. Mm-hmm. What, is, what does Texas A&M do? They, you know, they cut him loose. They get rid of him, pay him a lot of money. He's not upset about it. You know, he I, LSU fans, one Who of my could favorite be? stories. Exactly. <laughs> my favorite story to always tell when I talk about a coach getting let go with a buyout is the Ed Orgeron. The what door do you want me to leave and uh, when you want me to go? That's my. Fa- I love that. But so Jimbo's, I'm sure, very happy with the money he has. Um, but Texas A&M. Is it a frustrating now? Now there's optimism because people, you know, who's the next head coach? Is this next head coach going to be able to turn this around? But I still think overall for this season, in reference to 2023, it's frustration Mm -hmm. because one thing we talk about all the time is blue chip ratio wise, talent wise, this is one of the best rosters in college football. And you're, if you lose to LSU on Saturday, you're seven and five. And that's just not where this team with this talent should be. So while there's optimism floating through College Station because of the coach search, people overall in reference to this season, myself included, are extremely frustrated. I get it. I totally get it. And I look at the money, the resources, the buy-in, the facilities, the fan base. I mean, the next head coach at Texas A&M, I think, truly is walking into a gold mine. I mean, you've got probably more five stars in that locker room than any other locker room in the country. I mean, when it comes to blue chip ratio, you're up there with the Georgias and the Alabamas and the Ohio States of college football. So just out of curiosity, who do you want coaching Texas A&M, Texas A&M next season? You know, there's two names. And one, my show about this name, which, which listen, it's gonna, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of people yelling at me, which is fair and it's part of this. But one name I've seen floating around that uh, excites me a little bit is Ryan Day. Um, and I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it when I first saw it, to be honest with you. I, I saw his name on a few different uh, publications in College Station. And I said, okay, ha ha. But it's just, it's picking up steam. And it could just be, you know, rumors and all that. But I just, I, he's recruited at a high level he's turned those recruits into nfl players so he can develop and you could argue that he struggled to win the big game but he's at least been in the big game i argue if you're in the big game enough you're going to win one here and there Mm -hmm. so i think there's a chance if they lose to michigan saturday um ryan they really could be a genuine candidate for this job but my other one 
is Jed Fish over at Arizona. I like him. Um, he's a good dude. He's a, a great football coach. I like what I see from him. So it'd be one of those two guys. I think right now I kind of lean toward. Interesting. Those are two names that I have not heard, hmm. to be honest with you. And I've heard the Jeff Trailers at UTSA. Hmm. I've heard Lance Leopold at Kansas. And, of course, even the the splashy names like Elaine Kiffin or yeah. Davos Sweeney. And Davos' name always seems to be floated around in any sort of coaching search. Um, I remember that was a name whenever uh, LSU was searching for their new head coach. Hmm. Whenever Ed Orgeron got fired, it was Davo. And we're like, really? Really? Is that going to happen or are we just talking about this? Uh, let's talk about X's and O's. Let's talk about what we're going to see on the field on Saturday. Jalen Henderson, of course, x and took on Abilene Christian this past weekend, but Jalen Henderson has been at the helm over the last two weeks. What have you seen from him? And do you expect him to play? Could Max Johnson be making potentially a Tiger Stadium return? You know, one thing during the Jimbo Fisher era, Texas A&M did, to us in the media – it, which is frustrating it, when it comes to gamesmanship was part of it. They just don't tell you what's going on with injuries. They mm-hmm. don't, they'll tell you, we might see him at practice. We might not. And then he's out for the season the next day. And you're like, what? Um, so now that Elijah Robinson's taken over as the, as the interim head coach, I don't know if he's more honest and open than coach Fisher was, but he said that Max Johnson is day to day. Jalen Henderson, of course, is going to be the guy if Max Johnson can't go. But then the, the whole conversation comes up. It's Jalen Henderson has looked like prime Vic out there. Yeah. Lefty. I mean, he's looked good, truly. And it was funny when he came to Is AM, he a lefty? Yeah. When he well, came Max Johnson and Jalen Henderson, the two, the, the lefty one-two punch. The one thing I can promise you, this I can promise you, you're going to see a left-handed quarterback on, on Saturday. That's a guarantee. But you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> exactly. I promise you that. But um, Henderson, when he came to Texas a he transferred from Fresno State in the offseason, and th- there was no tape. I mean, there was no tape. I couldn't find anything. So I have no, I had no, no idea what he was as a quarterback. And then, of course, you know, he makes a start against Mississippi State, and I'm like, what? What? You have that guy on your bench? And he was great. Now, I know it's Abilene Christian and Mississippi State, but he has really looked good out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Max Johnson's health, I, I feel like I can't give you a great answer because they keep things so close to their um, the chest when it comes to injuries. But I think if I had to lean toward one way or the other, I would say Jalen Henderson makes the start. But I, I think Max Johnson, you know, knowing his history um, in Baton Rouge with LSU, I think he's going to be gunning to get back for this football game if he can make it happen. And that is going to be tricky for LSU, not knowing which quarterback to expect. And of course, two quarterbacks, both lefties, mm-hmm. but uh, both both two quarterbacks with such different skill sets. And I think uh, I look at Max Johnson, you know, he's got a heck of an arm, maybe some, some accuracy issues, but Jalen Henderson, what he can do with his legs, just what I've seen the past couple of weeks, it's been really, really impressive. And this is an LSU defense that has been struggling so much just for Texas A&M fans who maybe haven't been keeping up with LSU so far this season. It's been a tale of two teams. On one side, offensively, it's the best offense in the country. We had a Heisman Trophy contending quarterback, and that's what I think that Brian Kelly and offensive coordinator Mike Denbrock and Jaden Daniels himself, that's how they're going to be approaching this game against Texas A&M is LSU had a hopes of getting to the SEC championship game. That's not going to happen. LSU have ho- had hopes of potentially getting 
a college football playoff bid. That's not going to happen. But the Heisman Trophy is still alive. And while it's an individual award, it really is a team award. And it reflects so highly on this individual team and on this program as a whole. So that's going to be the approach offensively is pump Jaden Daniels numbers up. You know, they're going to want to air the ball out. They're going to want Jaden to do spectacular Heisman-esque kind of things to kind of edge out Bo Nix in this Heisman race. But the other side of that tale of two teams is the defense. Statistically, this is the worst defense in the history of LSU football, which is wild, absolutely wild. I mean, LSU is giving up on an average about 500 yards a game. The good thing is, however, LSU is putting up about 550 to 600 yards per game. So that offense has really been uh, propelling LSU so far this season. But you look at the losses on LSU schedule, Alabama. They let Jalen Milrow run all over them. Ole Miss, they gave up over 700 yards and 52 points to Ole Miss's offense. So the defense really has been struggling. So a quarterback situation that's a little bit up in the year is going to throw a hitch into an already struggling defense, but it's going to be the Jaden Daniels show as all other 11 games on LSU's schedule has been so far this season. But let's continue the conversation coming up next. We'll dig a little bit deeper into this LSU-Texas a and matchup some key matchups to watch on the field on Saturday. We'll get into that coming up next after a few words from our sponsors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything that you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every single time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. So rolling along here on a Locked On crossover edition, Locked On LSU and Locked On Aggies. Before we get into some key matchups of the weekend, got to tell you about some exciting things happening over at the Locked On Network. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Caroline Fenton of Locked On LSU and Andrew Stefaniak of Locked On Aggies. We've got a Texas A&M LSU matchup. And it, I mean, if LSU and Texas A&M fans are familiar at all, which I know they are with this matchup, you know weird things happen. I mean, an LSU team that had a path to the college football playoff last year and a struggling four-win Aggie team last year, LSU goes into Kyle Field and they lose. They get run all over by Devon A. Chain and this Texas A&M team. And then in, uh, in 2021, Coach O has been fired. This LSU team's got nothing to play for. And they beat a Texas A&M team that, that beat Alabama earlier that season. So this truly is a rivalry game. Throw the records out. Throw everything that you know about these teams. When it comes down to this matchup, weird things always seem to happen. But, Andrew, what are some matchups that you're looking forward to this weekend? Well, I'll tell you this. 
Texas A&M's secondary has been very, very bad this mm-hmm. season. Very bad. And um, and then one of your corners, Josh DeBerry, is now he's day-to-day, which once again, I, I don't know where I'm at mentally with A&M and their injury updates because it's they're normally not true. So when I see guys injured at all, I don't have a good feeling about them playing. So, you know, Jaden Daniels is so good at doing doing it, doing it all. He can move with his legs. He can move. He can throw the football down the field to his talented plethora of wide receivers. But um, I, it, this is a ball game where he can he'll, he'll be able to run a little bit if he wants to. But if I was Jaden Daniels, I would air it out. That's how teams have picked on Texas A&M all year is deep shots. Deep shots have led to a lot of touchdowns. Tennessee did it. Uh, Alabama did it with Milrow. And that was back in the time where with Milrow, we were like, you know, make him run. He can't mm-hmm. throw it. And then, right. oh, he threw for three, whatever, 20 and three 50-yard touchdowns. That's not great. So um, that's a matchup to pay attention to is, you know, mm-hmm. I think these receivers versus the secondary and then Jaden Daniels reading the secondary. And then the other one is going to be Texas A&M's offensive line, another a problematic part of this Texas A&M football team. Whichever quarterback's back there, which, like I said, I lean toward it being Henderson, mm-hmm. whichever quarterback is back there, it, you know, they've been getting beat up. The offensive line has not been great. Now, it was a little bit better against Abilene Christian Mississippi State, but that's Abilene Christian Mississippi State. I know that the LSU defense hasn't been what uh, many imagined it would be this season, but I still believe that they're going to get some pressure on whoever Texas A&M's quarterback is on Saturday. So if, if, if they're getting constant pressure against Texas A&M, it's going to be hard on uh, Henderson. If it's Henderson out there, like I said, he's a young guy. Mm-hmm. Going to play in Baton Rouge is not something I would want to do with the bad offensive line, a young quarterback. So um, if the offensive line has another rough game for the Aggies, it's going to be hard on, on the quarterbacks. I think you hit on the, the key matchups there, a struggling Texas A&M offensive line, but also a struggling LSU defensive front that has no business to struggle. I mean, they got Mason Smith, and of course you lose Makai Wingo for the season, but you still have a Harold Perkins that last year was able to feast on the quarterback, especially against a struggling offensive line. Haven't seen that as much this year. So to me, it's who wins those battles? Which struggling unit is able to emerge victorious? Is it a Texas A&M line that struggled to take care of the quarterback and got Connor Wigman and both Max Johnson injured for the season? Or is it an LSU defensive front that really does have so much talent, but just hasn't been able to unlock it? Where defensive coordinator Matt House just hasn't put the right pieces in the right places. And to me, you know, it's it, Jaden Daniels against the secondary. Because we see, and I mean, Jaden Daniels has elite arm strength. Where you look at a Jaden Daniels maybe last season compared to this season, his passing game is night and day different. If you watched, you know, LSU Georgia State last year, last week rather, LSU was able to score on you know the first drive of a possession, or the first play rather of a possession because Jaden Daniels hit Brian Thomas seventy yards deep into the end zone. This this Jaden Daniels. Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas trio, they can they can get you beat in in the in the passing game, absolutely. But also, this is the best defense that LSU has faced all season long. It was something that I mentioned when LSU went up against Alabama and elite Alabama defense as a whole, secondary and defensive front. I said, are, are they going to limit what 
LSU could do offensively. And really, ultimately, yeah, we saw for the most part, specifically in the second half, and specifically when Jaden Daniels went down with an injury in the second half, this offense just didn't look the same. So it's a struggling secondary, but it is a stout defensive front. I, I think you're right. I, I truly expect Texas A&M's defensive front to take the run away from Jaden Daniels. But I think the good positive thing for LSU fans is, while running is such a massive part of Jaden Daniels' game, they can air it out and they can beat you with his arm. I think that you hit on it. It's the LSU passing game against the secondary, and it's the Texas A&M offensive line against the struggling defensive front for LSU. Yeah, I, I am. Those are going to be huge in this game. But what'll be interesting to me is, you know, we like you said, and you're exactly right. Texas A&M's front seven is. I'd put them up there against anybody in college football. Yeah. And, but here's, here's what'll be interesting. Jaden Daniels ability to escape the pocket will, if you get pressure on him all day long, right. But then he, then he's escaping. That'll be interesting to me. If Texas A&M is getting pressure, but not getting home, Mm -hmm. that will be something to pay attention to because it doesn't matter if you're living in the backfield. If he just, okay, I'll take two steps to my right and throw it to neighbors uh, 40 yards down the field the pressure doesn't matter. So it, it, you got to be responsible, you know, for the edges. Don't let them get outside the pocket and try and get pressure that way. And if they do that, they'll, you know, they'll put, they will get, they will get pressure on mm-hmm. Jane Daniels in this game. What'll come down to is, can he escape it? And he'll escape it some, but yeah. will he escape it a lot? That'll be interesting to me because if, you know, getting pressure is how you get a sack and a fumble or a, or a, a bad decision leads to an interception and things like that are going to be what gives AM a chance in this game is if the LSU offense makes mistakes of some turnovers. That's how the Aggies have a shot here. So pressure is going to be very important as well for this front seven. And we know they can get it, but can they get home will be really interesting. Well, let's make our official predictions coming up next after a couple of words from our sponsors. Game time is something that I love I love talking about game time. It's one of my favorite of our sponsors. And the reason I say that is because it's something I use personally all the time. When I'm buying tickets, I use game time. Every time I go to a baseball game, a football game, game time's the app I'm using because they're in the business of saving us all money. We know how ticket prices are. Ticket prices are always through the roof. For whatever reasons, people love to spike ticket prices. I just want to go see a country music concert. I want to go see some comedy. I want to go to a football game, but I want to be able to afford it. And and right now we're in a spot where you really can't do that. Game time is changing that. They're going to give you the last minute tickets for the best prices. I I love the app. It's easy to use. I like how when you use the game time app, they show you where your seat is and you can kind of look around the venue, see your vantage point of the game of the concert. I love that about game time. It's just a great app. And I love that they really care about saving their customers money. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, rolling along here on a Locked On crossover edition. Caroline Fenton from Locked On LSU and Andrew Stefaniak from Locked On Aggies. Official predictions for the final game of the season, which makes me very sad. Final game of the season. I One thing that I, I did want to touch on. This game's at 11 a.m. 
like this this game has no business being at 11 a.m and i know that most tvs in america of college football fans are going to be locked in on uh, a michigan ohio state at 11 a.m and i think that is a shame because this game is always fun and when it comes to my prediction andrew it's not lost on me how since 2017 the last six seasons the home team has won this matchup i'll um i'll tell you when i look at this matchup it's pretty simple to me. Mm-hmm. I, I I make a couple. I'm gonna make a couple arguments for Texas A&M um, of why I think you know LSU fans. I'm gonna predict LSU to win this game, but there are a few things I think LSU fans should pay attention to. Uh-huh. Um, one, coaches always say that they like playing the uh, depending on your time zone, the 11, the noon game, and they they say that because here's the deal. A 11 o'clock atmosphere or a noon atmosphere, once again, wherever you're at, at uh, Tiger Stadium is not, while it's still one of the best atmospheres in college football, it's not the same, is not a 7 30 or a 6 30 atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is no knock to you, LSU fans. I, I love, I love Baton Rouge. I always like to say I, it's my favorite place to be, but um, it's the atmosphere is not what it what it would be at 6:30 or 7:30. Right. It's just not. That's just the truth. So that's why coaches like playing a game like this, um, you know, in the uh, 11 o'clock or noon slot, just because maybe you catch a team sleeping, mm-hmm. maybe you catch LSU going, okay, we can walk in here. This team's uh, uh, this Texas A&M team's defeated. We'll go and we'll take care of business. We don't got to worry about it too much. And then the other thing, I'll say, um, in, in a situation I've talked about on my show. Remember last year with Auburn when they fired their coach and then Coach Cadillac Williams beat Texas A&M actually, and it was like the most awesome scene ever? The team was re-energized. Exactly. Now, there's a difference here. That game for Auburn was in Auburn. This game for A&M is on the road, but these players love Elijah Robinson. They love him. He's a great guy. They really want to uh, you know, rally for him. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you beat LSU on Saturday – you can put that on a resume and hand that to the AD and say, here, I want to be the head coach, you know? Yeah. So um, some might say, what's this team playing for? And, and not a lot, you know, not a lot, but a team that has nothing to lose to me is always something that should be, is dangerous. So while I think LSU wins this football game, and I do think they're going to win it by, you know, a few scores, I think if Texas A&M plays a good football game, when we know the history of this series, you just never know. And that is the the kind of scary part about it here is I look back at the last, con- I don't know if this was really the last conference game at home at 11 a.m. Maybe it is because honestly, for LSU fans, they're so few and far between. Um, they got boat raced at home by Tennessee. Boat raced. And it was that, you know, the, the environment was sleepy. And of course, it's Thanksgiving weekend. So Whenever I look at the game being at Tiger Stadium, I usually say that's about a four-point advantage to LSU. Well, that's a 6.30 or 7 o'clock kickoff. 11 a.m., you're right. It's not the same. But in this in this game, I have to look at matchups where this defensive – defense, not defensive front, not secondary, defense as a whole, this struggling LSU defense, they've been outmatched in probably nearly every single conference game on their schedule, probably the exceptions of Mississippi State, and of Auburn. But for the most part, for the most part, this LSU defense has been able to come up with just enough stops to allow this LSU offense to 
carry the brunt of the load. I look at the Missouri game, for example, on the road, 11 a.m. in Columbia. Was the defense good? No, it was not. Gave up about over 500 yards and nearly 40 points to Missouri. But they came up with timely sacks and a pick six at the end of the game to seal it. And Jaden Daniels and the offense were able to do their thing. I think that's going to be the case here. The Texas A&M is going to be able to move the ball. Texas A&M is going to be able to score because everyone scores, except Army. Everyone scores on this LSU defense. But the matchup between this passing game, Jaden Daniels, who's fighting for the Heisman, Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas that are each fighting for the Bulitnikoff, and I'll add Kyron Lacey and Chris Hilton and even Mason Taylor, a tight end, into that equation as well. But this passing attack is just too good. And I've looked at a, a struggling AM secondary that has struggled so much against the pass. A Jalen Milrow, who really found his footing in the passing game against Texas AM. Tyler Van Dyke earlier in the season against Miami. They were able to just throw the ball all around the yard. I think Jaden Daniels is a better passer than both, so both of those quarterbacks. So I think that's really ultimately what it's going to come down to. But I think it's going to be a close game because it's a rivalry game. Because this game's always exciting. So I'm going to pick LSU to win this one 35 to 28. Could be tied going into the fourth quarter with LSU pulling away in the in the final few minutes of the game. I have a similar score. And I, I think I agree with you on the whole on the rivalry discussion. I, I just don't have the same amount. I'm, I don't think Texas A&M can win in the shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I don't. I don't think they've really proven that this year. That they tried their best against Ole Miss and they couldn't get it done. Um, so while, you know, the LSU defense has struggled, I, I think the Tigers of LSU win this game 38-24 in front of the home crowd. Awesome. Okay, we're kind of along the same lines yeah. here. Mm-hmm. It's going to be it's going to be a fun game absolutely, and I think that the streak of home team winning that matchup continues into a uh, seventh season. But Andrew, any final closing thoughts before we wrap it up? Everybody over uh, LSU fans have hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Everybody enjoys this football game. It's going to be a fun one, and good luck to my friends over at LSU for the rest of the year. Appreciate it. Absolutely, and good luck with the coaching search. Happy Thanksgiving, LSU fans, Texas A&M fans. Enjoy the game on Saturday, and enjoy time with your families. For Andrew Stefaniak, I am Caroline Fenton, and this is a Locked on LSU and Locked on Aggies crossover edition.